Welcome to the Lincoln Center in Dallas, Texas. I feel like one of those TV anchors, you know, where they say, uh, you know, live from Times Square or live from, you know, Saturday Night Live Studios. I'm live from the Lincoln Center in Dallas. But anyway, welcome and uh, thanks for joining me for episode number five of Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland. Can you believe we actually made it to episode number five, Anna? We've done episode five. Oh my God, really? Yeah. We're doing so say this. hi, everybody say hi. <laughs> Anna is my producer. So is Anna nice. is my trusty um, friend and cohort here helping me uh, not go off the rails. And uh, I think she's ready with a, probably a delay button in case I just say something completely <laughs> unfiltered, which is very unlike me because I never say anything that's on my mind, you know. So I'm, I'm very, very careful about what I say. Um, in this episode, I've called it No Before You Go. No Before You Go. And why are we calling it No Before You Go? Obviously, I call this show Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland. And I'd like to say something about that again, which is, why am I calling it Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland? Well, there's a little backstory to that. Um, When I started this business, I started back in 2001. So, you know, I'm coming up on almost two decades doing this. And it was because I moved to the United States and I noticed that people's perception of Ireland, the Ireland I grew up in, the Ireland that I know, wasn't being told. The story wasn't being told and I wanted to tell the story. It used to be called Rachel Gaffney's Authentic Irish Goods. And what happened was people uh, were uh, reacting to the word authentic in a different way. They were reacting to it in a way where they thought authentic meant to them, even though we know authentic means real and genuine. Authentic to people uh, who were coming to me for my business They were thinking about how it was in the 1920s or, you know, the lace curtains or, you know, dancing at the crossroads. The grannies, the the Irish grannies. And um, so, sorry, are you saying something to me, Anna? Um, I was. I was was just saying the old granny kind of thing. uh, Yeah. All the the old school kind of stuff. Yeah, very much so. Sorry, I just... um, And so I thought, well, I, I need to change it. So I changed it to Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland because whatever was happening 50 years ago was real. Whatever is happening now is real and whatever will be happening in the future will be real. Um, and there are a plethora of travel agents out there. Fantastic. There are a lot of websites. There's everything out there about Ireland. But I thought, you know, I need to start talking to people about their trips in ways that they can identify with, which is... We all know that you can go online and find all the tourist attractions. That's the easy part. You don't need me for that at all. I mean, you can just go online and do your trip or whatever. But what about if something, um, if it, you had a specific interest? And we were talking about this before the show, Anna. We were talking about the word. You were talking about, you know, customized trips. Right. Yes. And I was saying, you know, here's the thing. Everybody's doing a customized trip. Now, if we're to really drill down to it, is it really a customized trip? Because what is a customized trip? You know, you can use the word bespoke, you can use all those lovely words, but really what you need is somebody to, I I use the word curate the trip for you, to be your curator. So if I have three people, I have Mary, I have John and I have Philip, all wanting to go on a trip to Ireland, and each one of them has the exact same budget. I know I'm stating the obvious here that no three trips will be the same, but that's very, very important because what may be important to you may not be important to somebody else and vice versa. And then I also, when I meet with you guys or when I talk to people on the phone or whatever, you drop clues that you don't know that you're dropping. It could be the way you're dressed. It could be what you're eating. It could be your interests. It could be something you do in your work that you don't think is relevant 
um, when it comes to me planning your trip to Ireland. Sorry, my earpiece is falling out, so I'm trying oh, to fix that. Okay. And um, so those are the things that are really important to me. So moving forward, I want to talk to you guys about uh, travel tips, you know, before you go and things that might help you in your planning and when you go to Ireland. So the, the first thing I'm going to say to you is, and this might sound so obvious and you're going to laugh, but have you checked your passport? Is your passport current? Right, and somebody might say, important. well, it's current and I'm going in six months. But what if it expires while you're there? So a simple little task. If you're thinking about a trip to Ireland, um, check your passport first. Number one, check your passport. Um, the next thing is obviously book your flights. Now, speaking of flights, I'm going to have a show in a few weeks and we are going to be talking about flights and we're going to be talking about the new flight and in the studios, I'm going to have American Airlines in with me. So we're going to be talking all about that new direct route from Dallas to Dublin. And for those of you who are out there watching who are not in Dallas and not in Texas, um, maybe that's not relevant to you, but we will be talking about other airports and other flights and things that are important about tips you should know about when flying to Ireland, things that are uh, the most, because it takes a long time, so we want travel efficiency, things to think about. So that's in another show. Right, after, so, you've, been, after you've been on a, on a flight for something like eight hours, nine hours, the last thing you want to do is uh, get to the airport and just wait for hours to get through security. Right, and not only that, for now, especially whether it's from Dallas or wherever, especially for us here in Texas, we have to go through another airport. So you're adding more hours onto your trip. You got your travel time to the airport. You got your wait time at the airport. You've got your flight to whether it's Chicago, Boston, New York, Philly, Atlanta. Then you've got to wait. Then you have another flight. So it's a long time. It's the bones of almost, I would say, a day and a half traveling at either end. So there are a lot of things that need to be considered in your logistics. It's not a problem. It's just, again, like know before you go so that you don't end up with sort of um, unusual situations or things that will frustrate you. So if I can alleviate as much as I can before you go, then um, it just makes it a lot smoother, your trip a lot smoother. So the next thing I want to talk to you is about um, hiring a car in Ireland. And hiring a car in Ireland is um, is so important because... Um, it, it is a little bit of an enigma, tied up in a riddle, um, unlike other countries throughout the world. So, you know, here in the United States, if you want to hire a car, you know, you've got your credit card insurance. Right. And your car insurance. So when you go to Ireland, Ireland is one of those few countries in the world. I think it's one of three that your credit cards here in the United States, most of them will not include driving in Ireland in your car insurance. Did you know that? Um, yeah, and you know why? Because uh, when I spent my honeymoon in Ireland, I did have trouble. We had to pay an extra insurance because our, none of us credit of our credit cards covered uh, the insurance. So we had to pay extra, which yeah. was annoying. Now, there are some, and there are some credit cards that will offer a specific, so call your credit card company. Right, important. Don't say to them, does this cover me going to Europe? Because they'll say yes. Um, but you need to be very specific and say you're going to Ireland. Um, I say Ireland because that's what... Ireland? <laughs> when I say the way we say it, which is I'm going to Ireland, people are going, where? Arlington? Like, no, no, um, Ireland. <laughs> Ireland, we, we yeah, pronounce you pronounce it differently. It. We have a softer, yes. yeah. So um, car insurance, I keep saying so, so. But the car insurance is very important. Um, there are waivers and we could get it. We could actually spend a whole show on car insurance, but it's very important and people have been stung. And then there's insurance policies that only cover so much of it. And you'll find that your wing mirrors aren't covered. Your wing mirrors. What? What is really? the biggest problem with cars in Ireland? 
when somebody hires a car and they have a little ding or some problem, what is it that's damaged? The no. wing mirrors. Why? Because we have the narrow roads over there. Oh now, not God. the motorways, obviously, but the narrow yes. roads. Mm-hmm. And you never know if you're going to find a sheep, a horde of sheep. How do, how do you say that? Sheep? Sheep. But like well, it's not so much the sheep. Those aren't your problem. It's the ones when you're going those narrow, narrow roads and you have a big coach coming towards you and you're up on the hedge and everything. For me, I'm like a Formula One driver. I just... <laughs> You just go through. <laughs> I, you know, I grew up driving there. So to me, right, I love true. driving in Ireland and I love having a manual when I'm on those back roads because there's nothing like, mm, yeah, you're changing the gears and actually driving. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, make sure you have some travel insurance before you go. There are a ton of travel insurance companies out there now. Um, uh, in all the years I've been doing this for clients, touch wood, nobody's <laughs> needed it. But there Good was thing. one client who had to cancel because their mother sadly was very seriously ill and they couldn't go. That's when it's important as well. Um, so travel insurance. So your, is your passport current? Book your flights. Car hire. Look into that. Your travel insurance. And then the other two things I want to talk to you about is make sure you contact your bank before you go and um, your bank and your credit card company. Just do a travel notification. Um, I bank with Chase, so I can go onto my Chase account online and just do a travel notification. And you just put in um, your travel dates um, so that nobody's denying your card. And, and the countries you're visiting, at least with Bank of America at some point, they also needed to know where you were traveling and which dates, which countries. Yes, well, that's what that. I'm saying. In the travel notification, they ask for the country, the dates. And so... I did forget to do it one year when I was traveling. I arrived in Dublin and I had to go to Cork and I was hiring a car and they declined my card. And I'm like, what? And I'd forgotten to call and it was a security thing, which I get. But it's when when you come off a long flight, you're getting a car and then that happens. And then I have to go back out of the queue or the line. The line. Mm -hmm. And then I had to go back, call my credit card company, authorize it, stand back. You know, those are things that you go, I'm yes. tired and that's not what I wanted right now. But um, so just those little things, the, the little things are always the things that can give you the big headaches. Yes, um, we actually have a comment on the Facebook page. Uh, Nevin O'Shaughnessy saying, when Mary moved over to Ireland, she lost three wing mirrors in two years. Nevin O'Shaughnessy, Nevin O'Shaughnessy. Is that who's sending the yes. comments? Hi, Nevin. <laughs> Nevin is um, from Dublin. He lives here in Dallas. And Nevin, can I just give him a quick shout out? Nevin owns a fabulous Irish antique store, by the way, called oh. um, Rockwell Antiques in the Design District in Dallas. It's incredible. Oh. One of the best uh, antique stores probably in the country. And I'm not saying it because I know him and because he's Irish, but I did go there recently and he's won all these awards. Phenomenal stories behind all of his antiques. Um, but what was he saying? Mary, his wife, what happened? She lost a she few wing mirrors? She lost three wing mirrors in two years, which, to be honest, it's uh, interesting. I just say uh, interesting, uh, you know, trips to the Sorry, mechanic. Mary. Oof. It's Mary. I feel sorry for having to be around <laughs> Nevin when you lose those wing mirrors. <laughs> oh, All thanks. right. Um, so but if you've got any you questions um, on, on travel and things about going to Ireland, please post them or your comments we want to hear that and so I'm glad that Nevin said that because it means that what I'm saying is is true that these are the things you want to look out for the other thing besides your bank is you want to call your um your cell phone company this one is hugely important folks um so for your cell phone I'm with AT&T so for me what I do is I get one of their little passport plans uh, before I go over there and I think I pay something like $60. Oh, okay. Um, Not bad. But they're, they're prorated when you come back and everything, so it's good. But what it does is it gives me, you know, the unlimited... Unlo- unlimited? The, the data and the, you know, it's 
because you know yourself the roaming fees are going to kill you oh my gosh yeah. so what I tell people is a couple of things when you're going over there on your phone if, if everybody doesn't know about it by now then I'm sorry but so I'm not probably giving you anything new I'm sure everybody knows this app but there's an f- app on your phone called WhatsApp and I think that's the best thing to use. So whenever I was in Ireland uh, and I'm texting back here with my kids, I say my kids, one's working now and the other's in college, but you know, and my husband and I go back and forth every three or four months and I'm going over the end of April again for a couple of weeks of research. Um, You know, when you're texting back and forth back here in the States to your family and friends and how's everything, you know, the WhatsApp is such a great thing to use because you're texting for free and you also can make a phone call on it for free. So that's a great thing to use. The other thing is use Wi-Fi. Everywhere you go in Ireland, get their Wi-Fi code. And you know, actually now, uh, something that people can do is actually, let me put my camera. So something you can do now is actually have calls and text su- through Wi-Fi. So you can actually receive calls and text um, on yes. on any public Wi-Fi, which is awesome. Well, you that's what I do. So there's stores, for example, I was in Dublin and I went for a cup of coffee and had lunch and, you know, they'll give you their Wi-Fi code in the store and I'll just go in there. Speaking of which, I'm about to tell you yes. a couple of things that you probably don't want to know about Ireland, but you need to know. When you're in a store, if you're in a restaurant and you're there as a customer, that's fine. When you go into stores and you're shopping in, I won't name them, but department stores or clothing stores, and you say, oh, I need to go to the restroom, guess what? Hmm. What happens? I don't know. You can't. You can't? What do you mean? Stores in Ireland, it's not like here where you can walk into Starbucks or Target or Walmart and not even shop. You can walk in and use the restroom and come back out again. Uh, They don't allow the public to use their restrooms. Oh right! Yes, okay. That's I don't want to get I don't want to get all uh, people all emailing me and telling me. And e- I'm just saying it's fact. Maybe there's a store somewhere that's going to call us and let us know you can use our restrooms. <laughs> and you know what? If you're that store, actually, Props let us know you. because we will tell people. Hey, yep. if you go shopping in this store, you can use their restrooms. Um, but that's the general. Um, I went to a Starbucks in in Hoth, which is outside Dublin, and I was buying a coffee. And they still had to give me a code to use their restroom. To use the door? To use the restroom. For to get the, in door, the door so you can get in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So um, just just things like that. Um, and then so, the, so you're contacting your bank, your cell phone plan, and things like that. So when you arrive in Ireland, remember when you leave the United States, you're going to be arriving in Ireland early in the morning. Um, quite early. Uh, could be anywhere from six in the morning up until nine depends on where you're flying from but when you arrive early in the morning um after a day day and a half traveling you know you're kind of tired and weary so what i tell people to do is make sure you know you're not going to get your hotel room okay because the hotels guarantee that you can have their rooms maybe after 2 p.m 3 p.m because remember when you're the person staying in the hotel and you're leaving you want to be able to check out at noon too so they have to turn the rooms around and then they have to you know so you could go to your hotel and drop your bags which is a good thing to do and then go somewhere but find outdoor activities I always do that because then you're feeling if you're outdoors you're sort of um fresh you know if you're walking around and that you know if you go somewhere like a museum uh-huh. You might want to sit in the corner and just fall asleep because they're warm and cozy. Oh my gosh, and yes. It's lulling you into this. And then some some of my clients will get in the car and go on a long drive and they sleep the whole way. And then they can't sleep that night, which is not a good thing. Try and oh, stay yeah. up all day. And then at about, even at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, if you're, if you're ready to, if you're tired then and you want to go to bed, that's fine. Go then. So that's the next thing. 
And then uh, what I want to talk about is the currency. What's the currency in Ireland? Don't ask me. Do you that. know? Well, it's mm, it's euros. Euros. I always get confused with Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And which okay. Well, you're I'm actually this was going to talk about. So you got the Republic right. of Ireland, and you've got Northern Ireland. So in Ireland, um, it's euros. And if you are in Dublin, and then you go up to Louth, and then you go up into County Down, you're now in one of the six counties of the United Kingdom or Northern Ireland, which means you need sterling. Right. So if you plan on going on a trip to the island of Ireland and you're doing both places, you need um, euros and sterling. Now, if you don't have cash, you can still use your cards. But um, what you must do is um, just know that because you can be in a gas station on one side of the road, go to the other side of the road, and all of a sudden you're paying in sterling. (laughs) Has that happened to you? Oh, yeah. In fact, it happened to me when I was in Cavan. And um, this is funny because in County Cavan, it borders, you know. So I was driving along the roads and I could see my cell phone. I looked down and you could see the provider name change on my cell phone. I think in Ireland it's O2 or something like that. And then in England, you know, it's... Um, oh, it's going to be people out there who know it. Um, it. Another provider, but you can see it changing. And like, right. oh, you can tell the parts of the roads where I'm going through the borders of the counties, you know, so... Um, so that's important. But when you notify your banks before you go, I just, I always have cash for me. For me, it's different because I go back and forth all the time. So when I have euros, when I come back from Ireland, needless to say, I always, you know, keep some in my wallet for the next time I go back over. But for those of you that don't have it, as soon as you get to Ireland, go to an ATM and get out some cash and you can just withdraw cash. You just withdraw euros. And of course, euros are all different colors and be prepared lots of coins oh my god the coins my bag is so heavy (laughs) so have a little coin purse as well make sure you have that all right um and then um if you get a taxi from the airport for the most part if you're grabbing a cab in ireland or a taxi check first if they take a credit card if you want to pay by card most taxis will only take cash and i can understand why because um, you know, they don't, they're not terribly expensive over there and the processing fees, you know, can kill these poor guys, you know, they're not making much money out of it. So uh, double, double check before you get in, but honestly, nine times out of 10, they'll only take cash. And also, I have a question, do you need to tip? Yes, so tipping, okay. um, no, I say yes, um, I, I tip because I'm used to living in this country and I just feel like it's a nice thing to do to give my cab driver okay. um, a few euros and plus they're always... Nine times out of ten, they're always so nice they're and so, so nice. chatty. Yes. And they share so much information, not because they're looking for a tip. They're just nice people. Yeah. So I do. But tipping in Ireland is different to here. Over here, we tend to pay 20% on our dinners and all that. Uh, in restaurants in Ireland, yes, you must tip. Um, I don't know what the tipping rate is, but I, I tend to tip. I, I never ask because I just tip. Okay. I just do like I do here, you know. Um, I don't mind. Um, the other thing too is if you hire a car, here's another interesting thing. We're so used to over here getting, you know, when we get filling up our cars with gas, we, we pull up, mm-hmm. we put our credit card in, there's no paying at the pump over there. What do you mean? So you don't pay at the pump. You, you, gotta you go, go in, you pull up, you get your gas and then you pay inside. Okay. Some, All right, so stations, no paying at the pump. Some stations uh, around here do that, but are the ones, they are really old. Pardon? Some of some of the stations here actually make you do that. They are the ones that are very old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the next thing is we want to talk about are the electrical outlets. Oh, you know, go back to tipping in restaurants. Okay. This is important. I had a client who I did a trip for not so long ago, and they had the best time. 
they really did. And they came back to me and said it was wonderful and they were talking about the restaurants and how the food was really good. And they said, I'll tell you one thing though I didn't like about Ireland and you guys really need to get better at this. And I said, what's that? And he said, every single restaurant, we had to wait for our bill. Nobody brought us our bill. I had to ask every time, well, let me tell you, I forgot, I, I didn't forget to tell him, I just didn't think to tell him. So that's why I'm now keeping all of these tips and things from clients when they come back with something that's normal to me. It's not normal to people visiting. In Ireland, they will never present you with a bill. Right, you just got to go and ask. And the reason they won't is kind of considered rude. They're not trying to churn you out. Here's your bill. Get out of here. They will never clear your table. They won't clear the place until everybody's finished eating. It's rude. This earpiece is driving me crazy. It's falling out. Do you want to take it off? (laughs) I'm just taking it off, people. That's what I love about life. There you go. It's gone. Brilliant. I can hear you. (laughs) So, um, sorry. (laughs) That's how we do it. That's how we roll, right? It's Rachel Gaffney's Real Ireland, right? So, um, yeah, they won't. They won't. So you have to ask for the bill. That's I was losing my train of thought there. Yeah, you must ask for the bill. Uh, The next thing is electrical outlets, voltage. Yes, my favorite. Hair dryers. I can't tell you how many people I've been with who say to me, there's no hairdryer in this bathroom, Rachel. And we were staying in the Shelburne, which is a beautiful five-star property in Dublin. And the girl called my room and she said, unbelievable, we're in a five-star property and there's no hairdryers? I went, oh yeah, there are, there are. The voltage in Ireland is very different to the voltage here in the United States. That is why you bring a travel adapter. Now remember, the travel adapter that you buy in the store has... Two, there's two European components. You've got what we call continental Europe. So if you're going to France or Italy. Or Portugal. Or, or Portugal, one of my favorites. Um, you need that one. And then when you go to Ireland and England, you need the other part. Let me pull, let me pull a, an outlet for, for people. Pardon? I'll pull an outlet for people to see. Oh, right. Yeah, it's a three-pronged outlet. When you have your computer, when you have your cell phone, whatever it is that you're charging, you must use that travel adapter. So make sure you have travel adapters. People leave them in the hotels all the time. You know, they just leave them in the wall. So don't forget your travel adapter. The hairdryer will never be in the bathroom. You can't use it. Even with your adapter, you cannot use your hairdryer in the bathroom. Your hairdryer will be in the bedroom. So folks, when you go to Ireland and you're looking for your hairdryer, look in the desk drawer or look in your wardrobe your hairdryer will be in there that's where it is and it's because of the voltage nothing else a few other little tiny tips there are no free free refills on soda over there for the most part Uh, I haven't found places yet that do so if there is one let me know if you want to correct me yes we are such and such a restaurant and we offer free soda refills tell me and I'll stand corrected but Having lived here for so long, I notice if I go for dinner and my kids or somebody else and somebody asks for a Diet Coke and the girl come back, comes back and says, would you like another Diet Coke? And you, sure. And, you know, they refill it for you. If you do that in Ireland, you'll be presented with a bill for four Diet Cokes. So no free refills. We don't call them sodas. We call them minerals or a soft drink. You know, and a little you different it. lingo for you. I've got a few words. Do you want a few of those? I, I do want to. And you were telling me about one that is kind of like similar to Coke. Like kind of like a misunderstanding there. Yeah, not Coke. Let me know. Crack? Yeah, yeah exactly. 
Crack. So crack. In what what Coke circumstances? You sound like we're doing drugs in here or something. I know that's why. Um, so in what circumstance did you hear two people that were very unexpected to talk about crack? Oh yeah, yeah. This was actually last year when I was in Dublin. I was walking up Grafton Street. I was going back to my hotel, and there were two police officers in Grafton Street coming. Literally, there's one walking alongside me. No. He wasn't escorting me, I promise you. He was walking alongside <laughs> were me. You, were you being naughty? That would have been later on. And then there was another one coming down the street towards him. And they obviously knew each other, you know. So, like, you'd say here, Hiya, John, how are you? He goes, hey, how are you? Where's the crack? <laughs> now, I know what that means because I'm Irish, but it was the funniest thing to see two police officers on Grafton Street, the most popular pedestrian street in Ireland, uh, two policemen asking the other, where's the crack? So to any other tourist walking by, they probably did a, a double take. So crack in Ireland, remember we have a different language. Our Irish language is not, as somebody said to me, is it just English with an Irish accent? No, it's an actual language. C-R-A-I-C is a word in Irish and it actually means fun. So if you are over there and somebody says, you have got to go to such and such a place down the road, they have the best crack ever. That means the best fun. So you're going to go somewhere and have a really good time and lots of fun, all right? You're you're not getting drugs. There's nobody dealing down there. Well, there might be in some places. I don't know anymore. But, you know, (laughs) should they deal over there too? Plenty. But C-R-A-I-C, spelt but pronounced crack, means fun in Ireland. Okay. Uh, So, Rachel, I just realized that we're having such great fun here. Uh, We have five minutes left. Oh, my gosh. So how? what do we want to do? Do we want to tease to another episode something else that we have coming up? No, no, no. Let's let's show them about something yeah? I do. Okay. Uh, friend of mine. Prani Rotigan. You see this? Oh, that's so She cute. wrote the Irish Seaweed Kitchen Cookbook. She's actually a medical doctor. She's from Sligo. And I came across Prani back in 2010. And uh, she um, has written this book, like I said, The Irish Seaweed Kitchen. And you can see all of her photographs, uh, beautiful recipes. She talks about the benefits of eating seaweed and what it does for your diet. Um, Do we have a little uh, video footage there that we can roll? Mm -hmm. So this is going on to, let me just tell them really quickly why I wanted to talk about this. This is very important. I carry this little blue book with me everywhere when I go to Ireland. If I meet somebody, see somebody, Um, witness something it goes in this book this is my notebook whether it's on Twitter whether it's when I'm driving um, it could be a a yarn store a jeweler's like I have one here from Keen's Jewelers in Cork House of Ireland a butcher's you know I never know who I'm going to need or who you guys are going to meet or need ever Prani's one of those people so I took people foraging for seaweed and it was the most fantastic experience in Sligo. Should we roll that video? Yes, I'm going to just unmute the audio unless and you And as she's it. setting it up, I'll tell you, this is part of my group and there's Prani ex- explaining. Can people hear this? I'll put the audio now. Who am I saying hello to? Yeah, everybody who wants to come back and come foraging for seaweed with us, right? Yes, yes. So what are you doing? You have to tell me what's in the drink there. What's in the drink? In the green um, bottle. What's green in the box. Green bottle. Oh, the green box. This is Connemara peated whiskey, mm, look at which that. goes absolutely wonderful with dillus, which and is a seaweed. Which is a seaweed, and it's one that the monks would have eaten uh, in the past. They would have harvested. And everybody got one of and these. And they would have shared it uh, with their own, um, you know, I suppose, um, family, a family of monks, mm-hmm. and then they would have also shared it with poorer people. We wouldn't have had a chance to go down and actually harvest at the shore. So that's our fresh dillisk here. 
And this is our crisp dumplings, which I just crisp with a little bit of butter. Oh, your foot's And in this it. is one of the Sligo harvesters. Um, they're called Carrick Ada. And this is what they do. So they harvest it and then they dry it and put it in packs. So it's like this. Okay. And then I come along and I open a pack and I put a little butter on the pan and I turn it into this, which is crisps. Oh, yes, and they only kind of, they take in the moisture because we're in a country with so much humidity that, you know, the moisture comes in so fast. So, what I'd love you to do is, I'd love you to pass around the shot glasses. And what's in the these bottles here uh, next to the whiskey? Oh, I just made, I made elderflower. Um, I made elderflower. Um, Cordial. Just an incredible experience, you, you know, with Prani. Foraging for seaweed with her, and then I, I do have I have a few images. We'll uh, put them up. We had a picnic afterwards. Who actually went out on the beach, and you got one of these guides. I, I just showed you that of her talking about it first. But you actually, we went off, and we had to find them ourselves and forage, and it, it was so exhilarating. You're on this open beach that goes on for miles, and then afterwards, in the recess of the cliffs, we had set up a gazebo with you saw what we had. We had whiskies and soups and. Um, banana nut and Alaria bread and do you want to play that one I'll stop talking yeah. where you can hear this look at her soup Kaido pumpkin soup I'm looking for with the Alaria seaweed in it and how yeah. did you put the seaweed in it did you just, just cut it chop it or? yeah I simmered it whole I'll show you the one in a minute okay. and then when the whole soup was ready before I blitzed the soup I actually took the seaweed out and then chopped it on the chopping board and put it back Thank in. Oh, okay. So it cooked for the whole length of time and then it just got taken out before blitzing. Um, um, yeah, that was... So the girls are having their soup. And that's just a sort of a, a snippet of the kind of things that I like to find when I'm in Ireland. I, I really care about what other people are doing. Um, seaweed is such a integral part of the Irish diet it was you know centuries ago and it's coming it's come back again so they're making chefs are making their stock out of seaweed it's very good for anything to do with you know inflammation cancer all those things so um, I'm, I'm so glad to see it being um, highlighted uh, but it was a fantastic experience which came from my love of seaweed did I tell you I went right. to seaweed camp please no you did not who goes to seaweed camp what is seaweed camp tell me I was only about 13 at the time it was in a place called Knockadoon um, I think Sorry. I might have it on the map there for you. So Knockadoon is in East Cork, which is not far from Ballymaloo House and Cooking School. And uh, I you can see a little pinpoint somewhere down there. But I spent a week. Oh, my God. There were uh, bunk beds in this uh, Catholic diocese uh, prefab sort of unit. You know, it was very sparse. Uh, not like the camps over here well, where you get everything. Yeah, but kids, kids are okay with that, right? It was the best week time. of my life. It left, a, a lef, it left a lasting impact. And I learned about the upper zone, the middle zone, you know, the different zones, the ocean, and you had to go out. And when I came across Prani and I found her and I said, Prani, I wrote to her and I said, I love what you're doing. You've kind of ignited, reignited my love of seaweed. And so she sent me this book. Hi, Rachel. I hope this brings back lots of wonderful memories of childhood on the shore. Enjoy the beach and hopefully. So that's the thing. Childhood on the shore. I'm going to be 50 this year. And the childhood in me is, I'm still a child. I still love to ramble around the shore. And I love that you just reached out to her and just made it happen instead of, you know, oh, some, some, some person recommending something to you. You just went out like, I'm so passionate about this. I think people want to hear it and want to see it. That, that's incredible. Yeah, and, and that's important, Anna, because I think that's what I, when I started at the beginning of the segment, I was talking about you can call somebody to book your trip, but 
I'm looking for people, places, experiences all the time. And I started in 2001. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of knowledge. Yeah. I have a lot of um, people that I know that send you to. Um, and something else I don't do. I will book restaurants for my clients and I'll never take it. It's not, I don't do any commission on it. Um, and the reason being is I want to send people to the restaurant because I think this is the right restaurant for you. You'd love this. Mm-hmm. Um, I want the restaurants to know about the people here that are looking for good food. And so it's a win-win for everybody. You know, if I'm okay. sending you, because a lot of people will send you to restaurants and they get commissions. You know, if I'm only fueled by the money, trust me, I'm not fueled by the money because I'm doing this 18 years and I'm hoping to get paid soon. Um, so if I was fueled by money only, uh, I wouldn't be doing this. This is belief um, because my country, Ireland, I love living in the United States. I love it. Not going anywhere. I'm staying here. I get to straddle both countries, but I'm very, very proud of my home. I'm very proud of the people over there and what they do. And I would really like to bring all of that to you. And I'd really like you to meet everybody. So. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Again, if you have any questions and, you know, maybe tips that you could share with us, would you please post them? Or feel free to share this segment with people on your own Facebook page where you can let people know um, that if they're going to Ireland or think about going to Ireland, that they need to watch this segment, which is called Know Before You Go. So until next week. Um, oh, and I have some really good guests coming in Ooh, soon. Yeah, we've got exciting. Nevin McGuire, famous chef uh, yes. live. Going to have American Airlines and Catherine Fulvio, who features in Lords and Ladles on Netflix, live from Ballynocken. So until next week, everybody, bye, y'all.